Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 9, Episode 5 of the Marvel Hacks, where we are going through Secret Wars 2015, Jonathan Hickman's epic run and epic uh, shot at the Secret Wars Part 3. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite Marvel Hacks on the line. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Eat you up, people. What's going on tonight? Technical issues, apparently. Uh, you know, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't. Yeah, we won't name check them or whatever. But apparently, uh, Corona has hit all kinds of industries. Uh, also on the line tonight is Brother Beavis, man. What's happening? That's right. Social distancing is now uh, spread to the online world. So yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. you cannot assemble Every- in groups of more than one. Or One. two, maybe. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't even get on the same line together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really bad. It pushed us our delay back a little bit, but we're all here. You know, it's not Avengers Assemble. It's Avengers. Hey, man. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, let's, let's not do that. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, man, we're going to set the show for you. We got Blurred Notes back tonight. Uh, got some topics that we wanted to talk about a little bit. And then Secret Wars, uh, issue number four, even though this is... Um, Issue, or episode five, this is issue number four for Secret Wars. Uh, this one, if you listen to last week's show, not filler. Uh, last week was a lot of exposition about um, about the Secret Worlds and Battle Planet. Uh, we finally get some action back here in the book for the first time in a little bit. Uh, so some coronavirus updates. Hey man, what you been doing, uh, Brother Beavis? You said you might have some things you've been, you know, what you watching? Yeah, so I have a what you watching update. I don't know if y'all knew this, but. Hasbro posted 15 full episodes of G.I. Joe, constituting the three five-part episodes from back in the day on YouTube. So I've been watching The Mass Device and uh, checking out... Yeah, checking out... The one thing I did not know about that show was like... I I don't know if they changed the the theme or whatever, but Destro gets like name-checked as uh, equal value of Cobra, because it's like they'll fight for freedom against Cobra and Destro, and I don't remember mm. that, but like, and See, he was uh, awesome. They changed and, it later on. Yeah, it, yeah. Originally, it wasn't a part of it, but I think they went back and put that in because I do remember. And that. he might, his chest might be white, but I'm pretty sure Destro's black. Um, I, was I always assumed. Yeah. so i think he like i think he wore the face and then put like the makeup on his chest or something like that but yeah yeah so anyway yeah um yeah that's that's there and i wish i could say it isn't awesome but it is um (laughs) you know i've if if you if you put my feet to the fire i would tell you that one of my beloved products the thundercats is absolute garbage but G.I. Joe, mm-hmm. I mean, they still can't, like, they still fire a billion bullets and don't hit anybody, sort of A-team style. <laughs> but it's not terrible. It's 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 not terrible. Yeah, um, but it, there, it, there was one episode I watched where they were making this fake video to try and fool Cobra Commander, and they were essentially playing with toys. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole cartoon was a commercial for toys, and you've got the toys inside <laughs> the commercial for toys. Come on now, we're going to buy the toys. Leave us alone. Yeah, that was that yeah. was maybe the one biggest development for me. Okay. Yeah. Same, Although I am on lockdown now, so. Yeah, you are on lockdown. At, yeah, I saw that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, not, we haven't gotten it yet because our governor is an idiot. But that's a whole different podcast. Yes. Uh, Sandman, what are you watching, man? Um, well, it's not exactly what I'm watching now. Is what I'm probably going to watch. Uh, I assume you, two gentlemen, have heard of uh, the Tiger King. 
I listened to a podcast about it uh, today at work, and so I was like, well, "Damn, I got to watch that shit." But in short, yeah. it's a, a redneck gay zookeeper that um, has tigers in his uh, uh, facility, I guess, and. Mm-hmm. And uh, the drama that goes on between her and uh, there's this chick uh, called uh, in charge of I, I can't remember her name, but uh, it's Carol uh, Berkman or something like something that. Like, yeah something like that. She's in charge of what what big big cat big rescue big cat, cat rescue. rescue. That's right. That's it. Yeah, yeah and they they've got a feud going on and it's and I, the podcast I uh, listened to just kind of broke it down real, um, within an hour and it was like yeah you just can't even guess the craziness. That ensues yeah. in this thing, so I'm going to queue that one up on uh, Netflix next time I'm on. And, um, so, yeah, I haven't really been watching nothing this week, so because just been working or last week, I should say. It's, okay. it's Monday, but yeah, that's a that's all right. next. Yeah, I I. I... I see the Twitter chatter about that, and I was just like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll start thinking about that, but I, I can't bring myself to do it uh, for no other reason than, you know, for lack of a better term, that's just going to be a whole show of white people, white people. And uh, I'm just, <laughs> I think I'm good on that one. Um, I think I'm going to pass uh, seeing that. Uh, but I, did, I know about it because so many people are talking about it on Twitter. It's just insane. Um, so, yeah, that, I'm. Still watching uh, Orphan Black um, through the first two seasons there. Um, is it, is it's it good? a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good? It is. Yeah, I mean, the first two seasons are, but they get to five. And, you know, even through season two now, I'm just like, man, you know, there's three more seasons. There's 30 more episodes of this. And Ooh. I can tell, you know, probably by the time it gets to the end, it's probably going to be running on fumes. Yeah, um, so I'm still watching that. And then my daughter and I, for whatever reason last night, well, two things with my daughter. One. We started watching uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes last night just because, like, because I couldn't think of anything else. And the funny thing is, is like, you know, she's like, I don't remember watching these. And I'm like, I'm watching some of them. And I'm like, I don't remember watching some of these. Like, I know about them, but I don't remember, you know, like, it's so good. You think I would have committed it to memory, like, pretty strongly. And I had. Uh, so I was watching that last night. And then, you know, and I know Brother Beavis knows this because my daughter's been in contact with you or whatever about Game of Thrones. And she's like, oh, you know, asking me all these things and these stories and all, telling them, like, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, without trying to spoil anything. You know, and there's obviously, you know, you know, there's a TV show, obviously, about it. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. But I actually found a PG-13 stream of it last night. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, like, all the, yeah, all the boobs are either out of it or, you know, cut or blurred out completely. And all the languages, uh, well, all the Fs are, are bleeped out. You know, hmm. so I watched season one, episode one last night, which has some moments because I'm like getting to the end. I'm like, Ooh, how are they going to handle this incest thing at the end of this thing? <laughs> like, that could be a problem. And, you know, it handled it in a way that you, you know, you wouldn't have, you know, in a PG-13 kind of way. The same thing as when Tyrion visits the whorehouse and Jamie brings in, you know, uh, the extras. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't know how they're going to handle this. And, uh, you know, he's in there with the bed with Roz or whatever. And, then, you know, everything's all blurred out. And then the scene where Jamie opens the door and, like, three of them run in there. It's just like, and and then wreck the next scene. So, <laughs> like, all righty then. So, I was like, I don't know. I have to sit here and debate if and when I would allow her to watch it. I don't know. I'm just. Well, that's scared. a better alternative than getting the Roth projector and putting the paper up on in, uh, 
when the oh when the yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, what was that Phantom of the Opera yeah no the, Phantom of the or Billy uh, Jack no maybe both but it's not Phantom of the Opera it's like it's a uh, hold on a second it's this terrible <laughs> movie that I have no idea yes. why we fucking watched it yes, it's like awful. Phantom of the something yeah yeah of all the movies that they could have showed Phantom of the Paradise. Mm, yes, yeah, Phantom a, of the Paradise. Yeah. Uh, oh God, that movie's garbage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Google <laughs> it, but don't watch it. Yeah, they made us watch that, um, or yeah, it was like a field day thing, or alternative yeah, maybe field day, or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And they. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, garbage. They did that with Billy Jack too, where they showed oh, it and they had because I mean, I, cause I didn't even remember Billy Jack had boobs in it until. They blurred it out. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> That's the best part of Billy Jack. So, whatever. All right. So, yeah. So, anywho. But, yeah, just stay safe, y'all. Same as we all have been saying. Stay in. Don't get yourself in any trouble. Don't go out unless you have to. You know, stock up on toilet paper. If not, go wash your ass in the sink. All right. <laughs> Let's get into blurred notes. I spell out the word blurred for the fellas here. We talk about some of the topics that have been going on the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, and maybe a little bit of arguing here on a couple of these things, but probably not too much. Uh, letter B, y'all, is for um, Benoit, and I'm going to say Nancy Benoit. Uh, if you haven't watched Dark Side of the Moon, uh, or Dark Side, I did it. I said I was going to do it in the freaking pregame show, and I did it on here. Dark Side of the Ring. If you haven't watched Dark Side of the Ring on Vice, they've had this show now, it would be the second season, uh, where they talk about, you know, essentially, I mean, if you watch Professional Wrestling, if you've watched it within the last 30 years, I mean, the whole thing is a freaking Shakespearean tragedy. You know, some of the most popular wrestlers, even not that popular, I mean, these dudes die at un, at, at, at an exceptional rate, at least, I guess, compared to regular A statistically acting. unlikely yes. rate. Yes, exactly. Thank you for the math there. And so a whole season of this show was – season one was a whole season of people that's dead ass. And then season two it just started, and they started with this story. And, you know, and so I know, uh, Brother Beavis, you've seen all of season one. You didn't get a chance to see the premiere of season two, which was the Benoit story. And then, Sam, man, you just heard about the show and, you know, just kind of catching up. Yeah, so season one was the Von Erichs tragedy. Uh, Miss Elizabeth tragedy, mm-hmm. uh, Brutabrosi tragedy. Uh, I mean, just all over the place. I mean, it's just insane the amount of people in there in professional wrestling that wind up dying. But I brought up B for Benoit here because that was the season one or season two premiere. It was two episodes, so a two-hour show, and it really just talked about you know, uh, uh, you know, he was saying his name, Chris Benoit, and the tragedy that happened, you know, in Georgia with Nancy Benoit and his son. Uh, it's just an awful story. You know, they tried to paint it in a situation where, you know, it could have been, you know, CTE, could have been like roid rage. It could have just, you know, like all of these things going on. And really, you know, and as they tell the story or whatever, and I didn't know this at the time because this is like 2013. I was way out of watching wrestling. You know, like he, he was like best friends with Eddie Guerrero. And, you know, when Eddie died, like this, that was like seven months apart between these two events happening. And I was like, oh, wow. And he was just like completely like broken down by that whole situation. So I guess Sam man, you got a chance to watch it, you know, what did you think? Yeah, it was um um the series is very well made. I was um lightly surprised was, you know, it was on Vice, um, which was Vice Land in season 1. But um mm-hmm. which neither one I'd heard of. 
but well, I've heard of it. I just never watched anything on it. But um, yeah, it was um, the, the story is so tragic because of uh, uh, Benoit, and I had um, no idea that he was such close friends with Eddie Guerrero. Which um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I knew of uh, uh, Eddie Guerrero, but you know, I didn't know anything about his history, and I have a, a wrestling family. And, um, you know, it was a Chavo, and there was, I think, one of their fathers was a uh, big time back in the day. And, um, Hector. And, uh, yeah, he was. Lasertron. Yeah. Hector Guerrero, Lasertron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it. And, and uh, I didn't know that um, Eddie Guerrero was so popular, too. That was somewhat um, surprising to me. I do remember seeing him WCW. And mm-hmm. some on WWF because I, I missed a lot of WWF stuff uh, as a kid. I kind of get on that that boat late, but um, yeah. And just the story of um, uh, after Eddie dies and basically Benoit's life just comes apart after that. Yeah. You know, it's just a yeah. He was it was un, un, unnatural how much he was friends with him. It seems like I don't, I don't know if I said it right, but you know, he just he just kind of broke up after that, and then you know the the terrible uh, incident with his family, you know, and the suicides and um, homicide. So, I mean, like I said, it was very well done. And uh, it's <laughs> it's not a happy, fun uh, fun go time uh, watching no. it, though, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough couple of hours, very uh, you know, and now, you know, Brother Beavis, you didn't get a chance to watch it, but, I mean, I know, I know you story. well enough to know. Yeah, but I know you well enough to know that. I mean, you know, big Chris Benoit fans oh, and yeah. big fans of freaking woman or Nancy Benoit, like, you know, back from when the early WCW days. Mm. And just, I mean, just, I mean, I, I mean, it's an, a ridiculous story that how it winds up playing out. Yeah, I mean, he was, so with the, the sort of the modern era reformation of the, uh, the, the horseman with him and, and, uh, was it which McMahon, uh, the Chicago football player, was? Oh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, Mongo McMichael. Mong- Mongo, Mongo McMichael, sorry, McMichael, yeah. not McMahon. And D. Malenko and our, I mean, I, I used yeah, to Malenko. love Benoit matches because he just used to punish people. He was garbage on the mic, but God, mm-hmm. his matches <laughs> were great. Um, you know, he, and he had the resurrection of the best of seven with uh, yeah. Booker T. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but him and Eddie both won. They after the move to um, WWE, I guess at the time, they both won the world championships either at or within striking distance, same pay per views, and that was like their ascension. And then like mm-hmm. shortly after, right. everything fell apart. And right. you know, I I don't know if they covered it in the show, but they like when the first news came out, they were like it was a tragedy, and they did a you know a, a tribute show, and then like right after yeah. that, they found out like no, he killed his whole family, and then WWF like stripped everything of him out of yeah. all their promotion and production and stuff like that. It's yeah, it's, yeah. it was yeah. all fucked up. Yeah, I mean it's and that that they do cover that and they do have footage of that that first Monday Night Raw and them like giving a whole praise and he got the ten bell salute you know just like Eddie got seven months prior or whatever mm-hmm. and then the next night it was like yeah uh, he'll never be mentioned on this thing again and blah 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 and you know and that was it you know and so there's been all this debate because WrestleMania is coming up and you know should 
you know, because they always do the Hall of Fame before the WrestleMania or whatever, and like should Benoit be in the Hall of Fame? And I'm like, who the hell is asking that question? Yeah. I mean, there's no <laughs> way in hell that you could put him in the Hall of Fame if you're going to do anything, brother. You just put freaking woman in there. You know, she was yeah, one of the first ballets, right. one of the first ones that got involved in stuff. Like, put woman in, but do not put freak. I mean, that, that shouldn't even be a debate. No. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah, I mean, oh my god. I mean, I and mean, I do it like, as a wrestler. It's like not yeah. even like the Pete Rose discussion, which I know we're all yeah. sort of well versed in. I mean, yeah. yeah, you can't kill your family and then be <laughs> lauded in your profession. You can't set that aside. I mean, as yeah. much as I would love to, you know, mm-hmm. because he was so awesome. Well, like he was one of the like the Royal Rumble Iron Man or things like that. And mm-hmm. I think there's in-ring accomplishments like that that like stand out above whatever else he did uh, in, in the ring I'm still saying the, yeah you can't right. you can't murder your family and then be lauded for professional yeah, no. accomplishments you can't set that yeah. aside yeah it's not even it's not even ty cobb being a racist ass in the freaking baseball hall of fame it's even beyond yeah. that like i was like how is this even a discussion like he should never like i i mean again i have my issues with vince but the I, that should never, ever, ever, like, be ever shown, no matches, no whatever. I mean, again, I love the dude as a wrestler, man. And it's, man, his snap suplexes, man, mm. will get you hyped. Man, my goodness, Dragon he was suplex. such a good wrestler. Yeah. He was a flying Jeez, head, but, like, he was he the was... dynamite kid reincarnated. He was amazing. Yeah, for sure. Right. In yeah. ring. Right. Yes, in ring. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I, totally. and in this case, I differentiate in ring because his mic work was garbage like they yes like, he couldn't talk he couldn't yeah. talk no. and even when like his big angle with woman was like it, you know they turned him against kevin sullivan the real life sort of that whole thing which i'm sure yeah, was in the show as well blurred lines mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah but yeah he awful. could not work a mic but he could yeah. god his ring work was ridiculous amazing yeah. yeah. So yeah. So if you haven't seen that if you're a wrestling fan hell even if you aren't a wrestling fan you just like kind of drama, crime drama, dark drama, whatever, I would highly recommend Dark Side of the Ring. Um, this it's, is really good. It's very well made. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Letter L. Uh, likely. Uh, it was reported this week uh, in the comic book rags or whatever that um, when the new Avengers comes out in this post-Eternals world, if it ever happens, you know, they're going to fight coronavirus probably. Um <laughs> Uh, Captain Marvel is going to be the leader of the Avengers, uh, which got fanboy Twitter all on a Twitter. Um, and so I was, you know, it was, you know, kind of this debate, like, why are you putting her there, blah, 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 blah. But, Brother Rebus, I'll throw it to you first. Well, who the hell is supposed to lead the Avengers? It's got to be her or T'Challa. Yeah, I mean, you can't, exactly. And I'm assuming that they'll, you know, as much as a big story arc for him was whether or not Wakanda reveals itself, at a certain point, they're going to have to go back to the whole, it, it, to a certain degree, he puts Wakanda first. And in that regard, he can't take the lead. And then you're left with, well, like, she is more powerful than anybody and no less qualified as a leader perspective. It's not like Captain America is lingering around. So, yeah, right. I mean, that makes total sense. And then I assume, like, my whole, I assume that, like, the whole Nick Fury waking up in the space station at the end of Spider-Man. I'm assuming that like their spacefaring stuff is the next thing, and and that makes perfect sense that she would sort of lead them. Now I think the question would be whether you know is she like the tactical leader or the you know 
the overarching leader. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. there's wiggle room as far as what does the leader of the Avenger mean. But it absolutely makes sense from a, both a power level, from where the next threat seems to be coming, and from you know how the last set of, of, of movies ended up. Yeah, it just right. and, you know I, I think a lot of this just falls back on people hating Brie Larson, uh, Sandman. <laughs> I, if, if it was somebody else or if the outfit was more sexy, I don't think people would be complaining. Exactly. Yeah, you pretty much took the words out of what I was about to say. Uh, uh, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if she had done anything before that, but of course the uh, much publicized event when she said, oh, I don't need uh, 40-something-year-old white guys to see this movie, it's not for them, and everybody just pounced on that, and even despite that, the movie still um, made um, over a billion dollars, which surprised me, mm-hmm. because I, I thought it would... I thought it would be a lot of controversy over it and people wouldn't go see it, but um, that didn't matter because they, well, they strategically placed it in between uh, Infinity War and, was was it after Infinity War or was it before? Now I don't remember. It was after Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, and, and before um, Endgame, obviously. So people thought they still had to go see it, <laughs> basically. But, um, yeah, they, they need to work on making her more likable. <laughs> I mean, as far as, I mean, on and off the camera, in my opinion, because uh, Marvel usually nails their casting, but I don't know if they got this one right, because they're just, a lot of people just are not warming up to her. I mean, let's face it, facts, Captain Marvel, the uh, Marvel Captain Marvel does not have a whole lot of, well, she has history, but she doesn't have, like, a lot of history as Captain Marvel, uh, at least not, not that anybody cares about. <laughs> you know what I mean? They just kind of yeah. they just kind of blew her up and tried to put the hype machine behind her and that people would uh, like her for it, and it really it didn't work. And so, I, think, I don't know. They, I don't know how I feel about them making her the leader, but I understand who else is it going to be. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not thrilled about that. Let me, let me jump in on that for just a sec. I, I think one of the real problems was she, um, she appeared in scenes that were taken out of order because the Infinity War was... the Her her cameo in the Infinity War was made before they actually made the Captain Marvel movie, and I think yeah. was the... was I, I think both of her cameos were made before her actual movie. And I think where she ended yeah. up in her movie is better than anything we saw in the other ones. Because she was just mm-hmm. OP and annoying, I think, in the other two movies. But I think she really came through in her own movie. And I, I, I think that's part of it, too. Is like They were really trying to find the character. And I think they did some good work yeah. when they finally got to make her movie. I think there was mm-hmm. some... some yeah, there was some stuff in her other movies. That, whatever. Yeah, I just... I mean, I think... I, I mean, I don't know about, like, I, I think whatever she said about, the, you know, kind of like fanboy was, you know, it was what it was. But I just, I also think there's the misogyny that comes along with that. It's like, you know what, well, you know, the Carol Danvers that I jerked off to was wearing this. <laughs> and she's not. And I don't like that. So <laughs> that's basically what it is for the most part, I think. A lot of it is that. And, you know, and again, I, I, I think I've said it on this podcast before, like, I've gone back and watched that movie. That movie is good. Like, I don't know about, like, bringing it to, like, super high levels, but that's a good movie. It's a great 
phase one movie. Phase one, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a perfect phase one movie. And so, like, moving forward, like, there's nobody else to lead the team. You know, I mean, because the only person they're going to get back are Thor and what and Rhodey, essentially. And, you know, those <laughs> yeah. would be the only two other really examples of somebody to lead the team. And it ain't going to be them two. I mean, I guess it could be Rhodey, but they're not going to do that. So, <laughs> no. no. So, I mean, it's it's going to be her. And that's, you know, people just got to get on board at this point in time. You know, I don't. I don't see her changing her stance on this whole situation. So um, it's, yeah. like it's either you're going to watch it and like it, or you're not going to watch it and like it. And then it's kind of something that Brother Beavis kind of harkens back to all the time. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, fuck Brie Lawson, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The movie made a million dollars, a billion dollars. So you still went and saw that shit. <laughs> like, you know, you, that's, it's, faux, it's faux Twitter outrage. Yeah. You know, you, you still went and saw it. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, but yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with it. You know, like I said, I I, I actually like that movie. Every time. the more I watch it, the more I like it. All right, letter E is for the Eternals. Uh, there's rumors that are being said out there that Namor is going to make his debut in the Eternals. Um, oh, I, I, my question on here is that is like, okay, that's fine. But saying, man, he got to be a villain, right? You, we cannot have a Namor hero. Yeah, Namor is always as best as uh, an asshole, an anti-hero at best, you know, or, <laughs> or, or, or villain, you know, he's a, I'm trying to remember, like, I mean, I've seen him fight beside the Avengers, obviously, before, but even then, he was a dick, he's always mm-hmm. been an ass, and uh, I'm very curious how they're going to, in the Eternals of all things, how they're going to introduce Namor, because he's, isn't he the, fir- the first mutant? Uh, in the Marvel Universe, really? Uh, or, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think they've, and, they've used that when it works, and they've backed off of it when it doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Mm. Wow, yeah. So, uh, Brother Beavis, Namor, got to be a villain. I, he's, well, he's you know, he's got to come in at some point, and, uh, you know, the Maybe the maybe it's like well if this if this movie completely flops at least we got Namor and I'm just sitting here mm-hmm. thinking as we're talking about it, like what I mean that that would be a, a blast of a role to just cast somebody to come in and just chew scenery and just like your whole direction is you just take a shit on everything every scenery <laughs> and you just take a giant shit on it like, like that that would have to that would be like the funnest role to play. Just be yeah. the biggest asshole you can be. Um, yeah. yeah, they can't. You you can't. I don't. I don't think they have the time to flip flop him the way they've done in, in a lot of the comics. But you got to bring him in. He's he's just he's larger than life. He opens up a whole new world. I think the really mm-hmm. interesting part of it too will be then. Does it then start the Aquaman versus Namor conversations and then? Yeah. But but Man. whatever. I mean, you're you're the you're the best player on a bad team versus I'm still a great player on a uh, on the best team. So fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm the I'm the second string linebacker for the Patriots and you're the quarterback for uh, <laughs> the Colts. You know, whatever. Yeah. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's it's wild that they're gonna. I mean. You know, the casting will be interesting too. You know, kind of what they, where they go with that. You know, and you know, I, my thought is, is that putting him in the Eternals movie would at least have one character that maybe somebody has heard of um, in that movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> probably be the only one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because again, everything I see about that, I'm just like, oh look, Jon Snow's in it. Oh, and, and Rob Stark. 
Um, and, uh, you know, because there's, I mean, the characters that they're playing, who the hell are they? You know, uh, I have no idea. Uh, so, Black Knight uh, is one of them. Um, yeah, Black Knight. Yeah, that's Jon Snow. That's I think Snow, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, it's wild. But right. uh, you got to wonder how um, Corona is going to affect that as well, because I don't think they've been able to, you know, continue filming or any of that kind of stuff. So, you got to wonder done. about the delays. Oh, think, is it done? I, I think is it's it wrapped. Yeah, I actually heard oh, okay. the other day. I think it's wrapped. So it okay. might actually come yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Letter R is, is, uh, ra- is Black uh, is Black Widow delayed now? Yes. Yeah. 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 Black Widow is delayed. Um, the the comic book movie that's cursed the most is freaking the New Mutants, man. Oh, that shit. Like, that shit ain't never coming out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my God. Every, Every time, time it's about ready to come out, something happens, man. So yeah. I mean, Maisie Williams is gonna be like 25 years old when that movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a while. Um, yeah, there's been talk yeah, about if them they if they if they write a uh, like ten years later into the epilogue, they're gonna be yeah, <laughs> yeah, do yeah, you know, <laughs> do one of those things where uh, <laughs> do one of those things with the record scratch where somebody's getting hit in the head. I bet you want to know how I got here, huh? Where you stop the puck? <laughs> how did I get here? And do like the the old person recording what happened before. Ugh. Alright, letter R is for Rise of the Skywalker. Um, that came out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray and video on demand and all whatever this past week is whatever. Uh, Brother Beavis, you still haven't seen it, correct? No, I saw it. Oh, you I, did see it? I think I did saw you, it in the theater. Did, did we hate on it on here? I think we did. Um, I don't know. More, off, more I, than we did, yeah. Yeah, I thought I, I thought me and you or me and Sam were the only ones that hated on it. I didn't think that you had saw it when we recorded. That may have been the case. I, I think, think that's what I, it that was. That might have been the case. You guys might have recorded and then I saw it and then and mm. threw out a little bit. Right. Because yeah. I was like, it was fine. It's whatever. <laughs> I mean, they, just, yeah. they, they shit the bed with the whole new trilogy. I mean, that's <laughs> there's no disputing that. Yeah, yeah it was yes, what it was. was. But they've, everything now that's come out about the movie, they're doing what I would call the Batman versus Superman. And like it, now that the movie is out, there's like, oh, yeah, that's what... We, yeah, we meant to put that in there, but that shit wasn't in there. But like, oh, no, Leah was a Jedi. She trained with all the Jedi. She just had to stop and shit. You know, and like... I, I, and so, I, and I bring this up, and, you know, Sam, and we're going to bury you here for a second. Um, the four-year anniversary of Batman versus Superman came out yesterday. Um... <laughs> Uh, and so, like, uh, director Zack Snyder did a watch-along or whatever with his fans, air quotation, and, you know, and people were came out of that and was like, hey, man, I don't know if Zack Snyder really had a good grasp on uh, Superman. And my post today was, no shit. Yes. <laughs> I was like, really? Now, four years later, four years y'all late. are just realizing this? That this is what happened. So my question is, my question is, okay, so why did they get so lost in Rise of the Skywalker, Brother Beavis? Like, they clearly did not have a grasp on what they started with as opposed to what they finished with. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, the I'm going to go back to the, the Kevin Feige effect. Like when you have, when you can empower the individual creators to make something 
that is their own vision, but bound it by somebody who has a singular voice. I think you have the opportunity to create something that is, um, you know, unique amongst a larger set of things that are going to look similar. When you let creators uh, impart their own vision on something that is a part of something else, then it's a crapshoot of whether or not they regard or don't regard the content that they're dealing with. Mm. And so I think that The Last Jedi is only necessarily bad in respect to everything else that it comes around because it's so different tonally, uh, Mm. breaks so many things from the movie that came before it, um, and then... Mm. And then, in Rise of the Skywalker, which doesn't carry any things from Last Jedi forward. So I think it's that, that it's you need that unifying voice. And so mm. when we had the original four through six, right, it was George Lucas's vision. And they were, mm-hmm. and they were granted leeway to work within that. Then we had the prequels, which were all George Lucas, which is also not a good thing. But then <laughs> in, the, in the third trilogy, we get... Um, then it's like free reign and i Mm. i I definitely think there is value to bringing people into it and allowing to bring some sense of newness into it but there has to be some overarching envelope that they have to work into and i think that was absolutely missing and i think that Mm. created a mess going from seven to eight that had to be cleaned up from eight to nine that left Mm. the whole conclusion just completely unsatisfying Mm. yeah it's it seems like that they just were like, you know what? I, I, and again, I tried to watch it the other day, and I was just like, nah, you know, I got like a couple, like, you know, minutes into it, and, you know, like, I, it's, I was like, they didn't have any idea. Like, you know what? Let's just finish this. You know what? It's like, you know what it's like when I'm watching it? I was like, oh, this is Raimi's Spider Man 3. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I, y'all are making me do this, and I don't really want to do it, and so I'm just gonna put something out there that I don't really give a shit about, and that's what you get. And you know, and I, I don't, I don't understand like how you started off, you know, so good. I mean, I like the Force Awakens so much, and then you wound up with crap like at the end. Like I mean, even as much as you want to hate on the the, the prequels, they at least kind of got better as they went on. Yeah. These got demonstrably worse. <laughs> yeah, it was the exactly opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just an amazing piece of like shit. Um, so yeah, my kids are looking at me because they're like, "Oh, I really like Rise of the Skywalker," and I'm like, "I don't know how I raised you oh, so Lord. wrong. How did I raise you so wrong? Don't make me get the belt." So, we, all right. we've been playing a lot of uh, board games, and there are mm-hmm. a lot of like collaborative board games where you have like sort of a fixed amount of moves and there's a there's sort of a timeline for the game and sometimes you realize that like that you've lost the game and usually we quit playing but sometimes you have to play out the string rise of yeah. skywalker they had to play out they had, they, had yeah, to, exactly. they had to keep making moves on the board even though they already knew they lost the game and that's what yeah, we got I understand. yeah, yeah i understand much. that yeah, and kind of tonally and whatever. That's kind of how it wound up with with freaking Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, and then Justice League. It kind of just wound up that way. It was like, well, you know, we know we didn't really do well here, but let's try to fix it here. Okay, but we're really gonna fix it in the third one, and then it just wound up being shit too. Like it just got progressively worse. And you know, and I think there's yeah. a, probably a similarity there that since nobody was overseeing this, and you just having Zack Snyder just 
make his freaking, you know, director yeah. freaking kitty porn. And um, that just didn't work out. Yeah. Well, that was the problem. That was the problem. That Snyder was pretty much the de facto lead over there. And here's the thing about Snyder. He's a good visionary uh, director. I mean, it always looks good, but the plots yeah. never make any damn sense. I mean, it's just mm. a recurring thing with him. You can just go back and look at most of his movies are like that. And yeah. I've never understood why, of all people, they put him in charge. And that was um, a big reason why they uh, they nosedived. And they're just yeah. now trying to get out of it. Now Corona put a big boot up their ass. <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah. Still. yeah, Wonder Woman got delayed uh, heavily as well. I, got, I might have even gotten August a full pushback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Um, For now. But, I mean, again, none of those movies for DC are interconnected anymore. They're just randos, you know, freaking one-offs, so it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. All right. Letter D, y'all, is for Diamond Distribution. Uh, If you hadn't heard, um, Diamond Distributor, or if you don't know, Diamond Distributor is the people that brings your comics to your comic book store. And they are shady AF, um, Mm -hmm. okay? Like, one of the main reasons that comic book stores go under, one, a lot of people don't go out and read comic books anymore, but two... You know, Diamond has all of these things where, you know, all right, let's just say that you wanted to open your comic book store and be like, you know what, my store really likes like X-Men, Spider-Man, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Fantastic Four. And Diamond's like, all right, so I'm going to order these books. Like, cool, but for us to send you these books, you're going to have to order Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn, um, Blue Beetle, and like certain numbers of those books to be able to get your shipment of the other books. And so people wind up taking on orders of books that they don't want, and they get to sit on their shelves forever, and people don't buy them, and they have to spend you know, the money to get them in there, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, you know, your shop is gone. Mm. And so Diamond is super shady. And so Diamond, the only real distributor of, you know, of print comic books, is like, yeah, because of Corona, you know, Wednesday coming up here, we're not shipping books. That's it. Yeah. And um, and that's for an indifferent amount of time. So all of these comic book stores who may be getting, you know, kind of raked over the coals by Diamond aren't going to have any books to sell. Um, so kind of looking at your local areas, my, you know, not my local comic book store, but the comic book store that I, you know, tend to go to, Tate's Comics, shout out to Tate's Comics, um, they shuttered their doors. and like, yeah, we're going to be closed for the time being, which they never closed. They're 365, um, you know. Uh, you know, kind of, are these stores going to survive this, Brother Peter? Uh, it's, it's funny you ask that because I'm reading the um, the email that my local store just sent out. And, mm. I mean, I and this is the, the thing that guts me about the whole situation more than anything else because, um, yeah, I mean, God, can you imagine what it's like to run one of these businesses and then get hit like this? Mm. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. and we know the margins they're working on, and yeah. uh, super thin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. I, you know, I hope that there's some relief for the facility cost, which I think is probably the best of it. But then they're sitting there with the inventory that just ages out. Yep. I mean, I hope. I hope that like you know a straight comic book store with you know. It, it, maybe rough if there's but most of them have a mix of things like that and and with my my local my local stores uh games and and things like that and you know if you are if you are a gamer if you are interested in comic books and finding a way to buy locally as opposed to amazon Mm -hmm. uh, this is the i mean if 
if I, you know, no one ever branded as charity, but my yeah. extra my extra money, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I would I might not have bought this, I should buy yeah. this, you know that. I yeah. mean that's that's where my uh, air quotes up charity is going to go is to keep mm-hmm. those sort of things open because it's, you know, it's the it's the things that that lives on the margin and and is the most is the thing that I want to see most on the other side. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I mean, you know, the stores that move to, you know, kind of curbside pickup like restaurants or whatever now, like, oh, you know, they'll bring your books out to you, you go and pay, and then that's it, instead of having people congregate in the store. I'm like, okay, cool. And then Diamond's like, yeah, we're not shipping books. I'm like, well, fudge. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I mean, I think things are still going to be available digitally or whatever, but, you know, that's not going to do anything for the brick and mortar stores, you know, saying, man, I don't know if you have a local comic book store up there or whatever, but, yeah. you know, have they have they shuttered? Have they, you know, curbside? Yeah. What have they done? Yeah, well, uh, Acme Superstore is the one I go to. It's, uh, it's fairly close to me. Um, it, it's huge. They have a lot of uh, not only comic books, but uh, memorabilia, you know, uh, statuette, statues, uh, mm-hmm. uh, sculptures and stuff, like comic type stuff like that and um, the last time I checked they were still open like uh, that was a, a week and a half ago I don't know now because that was before the the whole orders of the counties uh, Seminole County where I'm at that where I'm at they ordered a um, shutdown pretty much from mm-hmm. um, everybody but essential um, mm-hmm. stores and I don't see any way they could be essential so I'm pretty no. sure they're probably had to shutter their doors now too which um and that was the only major one around here. I mean, there are little ones here and there, but um, yeah, that was the big one. And if they're not, you know, they can't do their business now. It's it's not looking good. I mean, they may survive. I don't know, maybe long term because they they're a fairly big store. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. You know, which is it's yeah. sad because you know that was uh, I did like going there. Uh, not mm-hmm. as not as much as I used to, but. It's it's a nice store. It's you know it's uh, unfortunately this is a um, a dying breed. You know uh, the print media is going away. It's it's hard to believe. I didn't think we would see it in our lifetimes, mm-hmm. but man, it's so rapidly the internet just rapidly uh, um, hastened that demise. I think it's yeah. um, it's very sad. Yeah, I mean it's just wild that it's you know. Like, this would be the thing that's going to force comics to make, like, a change, like, basically. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, going to be the thing. But, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's also going to be, you know, the end's going to come for, you know, a bunch of, low, you know, small businesses that, you know, you know probably have staked out a large claim. You know, Acme's probably been there a long time. Your store's probably been there a long time, brother. I went to Tate's for 20-plus years, you know? Like, it's just weird that, you know, like... The, like, oh, man, the demise of comics is going to come from, you know, fill in the blank. I don't think anybody would have picked, you know, a freaking, a literal comic book plot to be able to take out the whole damn, you know, situation in stores about a virus, you know, destroying everything. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Diamond is shady as hell anyway. They have definitely contributed to the com- the decline of comic books in and of itself. Uh, you know, there needs to be alternate shipping, you know, sources or whatever. Diamond definitely, um, definitely doesn't help. Uh, anything and like I said them going down starting on Wednesday um, that's uh, going to be an interesting new world that we live in in terms of comic books All right. that's blurred notes I'm going to push that off to the side let's get into this damn book usually damn books but this damn book 
It's Secret Wars number four, y'all. It's Jonathan Hickman. <laughs> at, um, at, uh, at 43 minutes. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, I know. This damn book. <laughs> yeah, but it's only one book. It's only one book. I only I mean, have like though, I don't know. To be fair though, like I mean, we've been we've been off like it, as much as we yeah. thought that we this was going to be like our solace. It, it's rough. Yeah, it know. is. I'm, sure. I'm sure. I mean, trying to get. You would think that there would be more free time in the world, and yet somehow yeah. there's not. And so yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, was, I mean, yeah. Let, and you know, I would say this for me personally, whatever. As the sole, you know, not sole, but the most pro, the writer of most of the stuff for BrothersComics.com or whatever. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be off. I'm gonna update these damn blog, man. I'm gonna read these books, write these reviews, man. If you look on that shit on the in the uh, the owner section, draft, 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 draft. It's just a bunch of drafts. I look outside my house every day. I'm like. Fuck them weeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so much stuff to do. I'm like, fuck them weeds. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. It's like, like, all these times I'm like, you know what? If I had more time, I would do this. All right, I got time. I'm like, I ain't doing that shit. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. All right. So, previously on Secret Wars. Um, on Secret Wars. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm going to call on another invitation from you, by the way. I have it in my notes. Um, uh, exposition. Like, issue three was just a lot of talking. It was a lot of talking. Basically, just setting up the fact that, you know, Strange discovered Reed and his crew on their life raft. And the other life raft that had the other people, like the, the cabal or whatever, uh, they also set out on their journey after they killed Odin and some other Thors. And so, you know, you have these two separate groups that are from the different world, uh, the, the, the dying or decayed or destroyed worlds. They're now on this new battle planet, and now we're going to get a chance to actually have them meet God Doom. Um, so, yeah. So the book, last book, ended with a. Uh, Thanos looking up into the sky about to fight the Thor core, and that's exactly where we pick up in issue four. And I, I put this in here. I was like, why does Thanos have coon eyes as he's getting beat up there? Do y'all see the coon eyes? <laughs> I was just looking at that. I didn't, know. I didn't see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he's got the coon eyes, man. I didn't notice coon- until this very yeah, second, yeah, but yeah, I was thinking, like, they, it's almost drawn. As if like he's got the whole situation is under control. Like he's got two, he's got one Thor by the neck yeah, and one by in the, the head. Throne. I don't know but yeah, he is kind of looking up. He does have some coon eyes cast to the yeah. north. Yeah, well, yeah and, and <laughs> coon eyes is not the only time it appears here. It does show up, but we see a huge battle here across several planets. We got Namor. Uh, we got the Maker and Maximus hanging out in uh, a bubble, uh, protected from the frame. We got uh, what's the freaking the girl's Black name? Swan. The Black, Black Swan. Swan. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, they, you know. So you have this huge battle it's going tight. on she there. Tighten up her abs, and her boobs are still out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and pointed at us. Yes, yeah, so she's got uh, you know she's got that workout. I, I mean, we never really—I don't think in the early books that we read actually see her use powers. Yeah. I think no, this is the first time I remember. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd ever seen her shooting that thing from her eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Black Order is there as well. It'll come up here in a little bit. Um, yeah. The art though in here, what do y'all think of the art? Like I always like I, I think this guy's done a really good job on some of these scenes here. It looks really good. The battle stuff. I like it. It's um. I mean, it's it's detailed in one way, but it's like 
it's almost like they did 75% of the inking, if you know what I mean, because mm. there's some yeah. some parts of it look like it's like a, um, uh, like he had yet to fill in some of it, but I, some of it I get is like background images and then the foreground he kind of uh, comes through a little more, but um, it's different. I mean, he can draw yeah. whatever, the, I don't know the artist's I, name, but he can draw. I'm glad you said that, Sam, man, because it, to me, it was the exact same thing I'm thinking. It's like, it just seems to me like the inking isn't bold enough. That's like, what I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like the the art itself and the action and the trend. I think you know the transition between panels and whatnot. It's it's hard to follow the story, but I think that's sort of modern comics things. But I mean, is <laughs> if we go back to uh, the the mall rats conversation about the uh, you know anchors and tracers and whatnot, <laughs> inking really does matter. And I, think, <laughs> I notice more often than not, like my perception of the art is more influenced by the inking style than anything else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Your mother's a tracer. All right. Um, um, Your mother's and, a tracer. This, <laughs> as, this, as this is going on, we get this narration, and you don't know who it is until you get to like one of the other pages, and it's Doctor Strange, and he's basically just telling. You know, this is what Battle Planet is. You know, Doom put these all these pieces of this puzzle together, and he made them fit. You know, and the way that it's been set up, you know, the whole planet is in constant conflict, which is why he has the Thor core to essentially, you know, keep squashing all these little rebellions that keep popping up. You know, and his last line is like, "Long may he, you know, long may he wear the crown." And then there's a panel there with the aforementioned Captain Marvel that we spoke about. And my note says, she says, okay, when you talk like that, you do know you sound insane, right? My note says, Captain Marvel says, nigga, are you crazy? <laughs> the translation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then it looks like in that same panel, doesn't it look like Star-Lord is offering Strange a joint? Yes, I thought it was. Yes. I was absolutely going to bring that up if you didn't. <laughs> I think it's yeah, a toothpick or something. The challenges here, they're saddled with. Yeah. Trying to get Star, they're trying to get Star Lord to push. So they're saddled, yeah, they're saddled with having him in the story, and he sucks. Right. Yeah, like <laughs> you know Chris what? Pat's character yeah. in the movies is fine. He does fuck over the entire Marvel universe, and they wouldn't have to have another movie if it wasn't for him. Yeah, and I enjoy yeah. watching him in his movies and whatnot, but he mm. sucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my note. You funny you should say that. My note here says it looks like Star Lord's giving him a joint. Question. Can we all agree that Star Lord sucks? Yeah. <laughs> I can't agree okay. much. Yeah, he's just Very awful. Much. Yeah, he just sucks. All right, good to know. And we agreed about that crap. Okay. I'm and so Reed's like, I'm how shocked. did this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Reed's like, how did this happen? And then they go into this bit about, you know, like how Doom got the power or whatever, and they give you this thing, you know, like it was the group of the Beyonders, and you know they were the ones behind the incursions. And they talk about how they went in there and they stole the power, but they don't actually show you or tell you how Doom was able yeah. to do this. Yeah. And, you know, again, having read this whole thing all the way through now, I'm thinking this had to be a part of a side book where they actually show this. Because if they don't, they really missed out on a great opportunity. But like, oh, no, Doom just took, you know, he just took their power and shit. Like, wait, what? That's like a huge moment, a huge situation that has to be told in a story somewhere, right? Like, am I crazy or... I just was... assume that mm -hmm. they cued the, I got the power! And then, got the power. <laughs> I mean, 
what else you need to know? Yeah, I mean, that's because that seems like a missed opportunity there, and you know, and they do, you know, we're spoiling something that was, you know, several years old already. You know, there's three people on that platform. You know, the other person's the Molecule Man, and obviously it will become important later on. But um, yeah, so there's mm-hmm. there's this talk. Miles is upset. He's like, oh, my world is gone. He's like, no, he's really just pieced all of it together. You know, there's a little bit of Wakanda over here, a little bit of this over there, you know, blah, 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 blah you know. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of pieced together. Okay, and then we get this stuff, and I, I go off here a little bit. Then we get this stuff with Cyclops Phoenix, man. Okay, my, I had a question here again. Okay, first off, this Phoenix Cyclops shit is weird as fuck. Also a terrible idea. And we also probably need to revisit it at some point in time on this podcast because I don't remember anything about it. Uh, anybody oh, a fan of this? Anybody like okay with the the, the five, Phoenix Five or whatever? Anybody remember anything about this story other than just like kind of the periphery? Well, I think this is the connection to AVX, right? Which was the thing yes. they were trying to throw down our throats. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh. And so what that like his his use of the phoenix egg or whatever was his like ticket on to the thing that got them forward. So I think it's just I, to me it's just connecting the dots. But it, these are we've covered this in. I mean, you would have to listen to a lot of uh, Brothers Comics podcasts to put the Cyclops pieces together. But this is just mm, this yeah. is just all the mud that he's been dragged through, and this is yeah. this is still mud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's not even yeah he's not even at his peak mud at this point either. Like I don't it, like it's still like ascending, you know, before they actually kill him. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like he's actually a positive uh, influence yeah. on the story at this point. Yes, yeah, and before and when I mean killing, I'm not talking about the killing that we're about to go over in like the next couple of pages. <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. other the other killing. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I mean the racer. This is the demise of Racer X Cyclops. The down, the the, the, the downturn of him. Yeah, <laughs> and then they also, and then to make it worse, and to make it worse, then they give him like the 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 talk bubbles with the Phoenix effect on it too, oh, which yeah, makes yeah. it even worse. I'm just like, oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, it's just bad. All of it's just bad. All right, yeah. so. Yeah, it's you can bad. only take so many shits on what X Men one thirty whatever it was. Yeah, let me go ahead and wrap up again and poop on this. Um, all right, so uh, we do get a kunai Doctor Strange uh, there too. When you see Thor's hammer light up, uh, and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And um, he does. He does have kunai. <laughs> he does. <laughs> and so. Kunai Doctor Strange is like, what's going on? Like, uh oh, our attention is needed elsewhere. And then, you know, back on Utopolis or whatever, the battle continues. And it looks like the Thors are getting their asses kicked, basically. Um, Yeah, and, you know, and again, you have to think about the who's battling there, because you've taken out Maximus and the creator or whatever. So it's really just Thanos, the Black Order, and Namor, and and, uh, and Black Swan. No, and it's uh, Big Hutch's boy too, Terex. Right. Oh, that's right. Terex is there too. Yeah, he's awful. Crossing axe with a Thor there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, well, the Thors are getting their tails whipped in, and they have to call in, you know, God, son. Like, man, we've got to call God, son. Uh, (laughs) So they tap their hammers together or whatever, and you know, they go, and then one of them appears. 
Yeah, <laughs> 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 I was gonna make one of those jokes too with my kids right here. And um, <laughs> and I think so, I think what happened tonight is uh, um, audacity or the the call-in service is like y'all are just gonna say the same things. You don't need all of you in the call. Just you. You're <laughs> you've exceeded the count because you're just gonna say the same things. So just yeah. stay out. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, he goes there, and then I got another question here. And so he say he goes before God Doom. He's like, "Hey, we're getting our asses kicked. It's by, I think it's by something unnatural, you know." And Doom's like, "Show me what you see." And he starts to see this thing, and then we get a chance to see him talking with Valeria and his wife, his cuckold uh, wife there, um, uh, Susan. And then he, you know, he he sees this, or they see all this battle going on, and he's like, oh, you know, they're just gnats or whatever, you know, not a god's problem or whatever. But all right, so my question here is, uh, how do we feel about Valeria? Um, just, uh, I mean, here or in other mediums of um, the Fantastic Four. I'm gonna go first. I think the character sucks, and I think it's brought down the Fantastic Four pretty much since she's been around. You know, when they gave them a second child. And then they tried to give her a push wrestling term and pushed her to be one of the smartest people and whatever. And, you know, they've, and they've done all these iterations. It's really like, you know, like a TV star that keeps getting shows that fail. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to put her here, but that didn't work. All right, we're going to, you know, put her on, uh, you know, give her in the, the whatever. I keep wanting to call them force factor, y'all. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the whatever their little crew is, okay, that fails too. You know, just keep giving her things to do, and she <laughs> sucks. And Franklin sucks too. Don't get me wrong, Franklin sucks too, but he doesn't suck nearly as bad. So, hmm. Sandman, Valeria. Uh, does what is her power? That she's as smart as Reed, I guess. That that's what is that what she is? Uh, that's exactly the basis of what I was going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the like fundamental she, question. Yeah. yeah, so uh, she's a she's a boring character. I mean, mm -hmm. they already Reed is already the smartest, you know, guy who's supposed to be one of the smartest men on, on earth, or the smartest man, uh, mm -hmm. depending on him or Doom or whoever you want, Tony Stark, whatever. But yeah, it, there's nothing special about her outside that that she's uh, Reed and Sue's kid, um, the second kid, and mm -hmm. really the end. I mean, it's just it's yeah. just it. She's just another one of the family that's not particularly special. Yeah, she's smart, but like I said, they already had that. So brother, yeah, yeah, brother yeah. B, she's cousin Oliver, man from Brady. Oh Coach. damn, good, good, uh, like, good analogy. I, I don't know. If she's I'll jumped do that. the shot. I, I think the, the she has a cable esque origin, right? Because she's from the alternate universe, and she's a different mm, family, is. or may or may not be them. But the challenge is like. If she doesn't have technology, then yeah, you're right. She's she's a, a, as smart as the smartest person in the world, and so therefore might as well be the second smartest person in the world, which doesn't sound like it's that much use if you still have the smartest person in the world. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and uh, and we saw that in like some of the um, the Fantastic Four relaunch stuff we were reading, where like. She was, you know, like she had good ideas, but she couldn't do anything because she doesn't have any powers and she had her technology. So, yeah, she's kind of, kind of garbage. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, but realistically, the the Fantastic Four 
are kind of garbage. Kind of garbage too. Yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah. 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 We we've been we've, we've been yeah. we've been floating around that for a while now. But yes, you're right. All right. This future foundation, by the way, not force factor. Sorry, big hug. All right. So um. So Doctor Strange arrives with the reinforcements here, uh, and oh, that great shot right there, like where he's bringing them out, like the thing, like in, like in in game or whatever, like out of oh, the, yeah. out of the oh, little thing. The portal, awesome. yeah. Oh my god, that's a great shot. Um, oh, that's just a great shot. So they arrive and they have the battle uh, in the background, uh, which I thought was really cool, you know. And then you know everybody's fighting in there, and then eventually uh, I put in there the vanilla big man shows up. It's Reed. <laughs> Reed shows up. And, you know, they're all like, wow, look at these guys. You know, there's kind of like playing around this idea like, oh, these guys, like, you know, they kind of look familiar or whatever. And then Reed shows up. And then uh, <laughs> my note says, ooh, dude, who's that guy, daddy? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> He's special. So, uh, and then that's when finally gets Doom pissed off. And then <laughs> my, <laughs> my note says, <laughs> my note says, I knew this nigga was going to show up eventually. (laughs) 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 I knew it. It's like, oh, I knew it. Dang. Why you always showing up? And and then he's finally like, that's what finally brings him into the battle, which is a Then this is a great shot. When Doom finally shows up on his intro and he's standing there. Like with the, and you know, you just see his back background and everybody's like, look, or he's looking yeah, down. He's him like, yeah, that's a great shot. Oh my yeah. God. What a great piece of art right there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then, it, you know, you get to this thing like read, you know, Richards and like, man, look at what you've done. And then the creator's like, is he talking to me? Are you talking to me? I don't know who he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is he talking to? Take my name out your mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't like your tone. Yeah. Who you talking to? Um, and then, you know, we get into this whole thing about, you know, you know, what have you done? Hey, I built a ship to save myself. You built this whole world or whatever. Like, I did what you couldn't do. And my note says, and it's an old uh, uh, line from Community. And it's like, Doom, I did what you could not do. I won at Dungeons and & Dragons. And it was advanced. <laughs> <laughs> you never seen that episode of Community. That's just a great line. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, it's just... You know, Doom, I am God, you know, and again, I thought this was some pretty good storytelling here, and even until you get to this part where he finally shows, like, how powerful he is and just wipes everybody out. You know, kind of what are y'all thinking before we get to uh, the death of somebody here? Um, Doom acting like Doom. This is pretty much what he did in the original uh, Secret Wars when he fought all the heroes. Mm-hmm. He basically yeah. blew them all up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. That's funny that, back. nope. Yeah, that they never referenced the first one in this. You know, I keep kind of looking for that nugget. Yeah. Like, remember, when we, remember when we did this shit before, like 30 years ago? No, <laughs> you don't remember that. Okay. You know, right. <laughs> like, never mind. Like, I guess I don't remember that one. Right. You know, Brother Beavis, you know, before we get into this uh, Phoenix thing, anything here? Yeah, I mean, they do have the, you know, they're, they're the subtle ties, but if you didn't read the first one, you would never know. Like, yeah. they, they don't spell yeah. it out. And I think that's fine. But yeah, like this... You know, so I think the, the the cool part of this is the juxtaposition of like what you know Thanos is in you know the cinematic universe that you have not been able to avoid, and what Doom is here, like in in this whole like creator versus uh you know versus the balance, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 
uh, Doom comes in. You have this this battle raging with all these ultra powerful people, and he just wrecks stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like you know what, fine. And you know that he understands that they were all beneath him, but like, oh, you know what? You want to see my power? You don't think think I'm a god? Bam! Now deal with it. You know, and as he's about to get his victory or whatever, we finally get the other vanilla big man, uh, <laughs> Sunday Night Phoenix. Superstar. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Phoenix comes in and you know and starts talking that Phoenix bullshit. And um, it's just ridiculous. And she starts, he, and I even say she because, it's, of course, Phoenix is a woman. And starts to burn it. Like, in that shot there where he's starting to burn, like, doing what it looks like Guardian. Like, Alpha Flight Guardian. Like, uh, the Alpha yeah, oh, yeah, there. when he's, the way his back is to the, yeah, the shot. Yeah, yeah it's just like, oh, man, what are they doing here? And then they're like, oh, I guess they're going to take down Doom and, you know, uh, and freaking, uh, Phoenix gets um yeah what's that dude to get his eyes popped out in Game of Thrones he got all confident oh, that would be the um, Red Viper yeah thank you yes. yeah and he gets oh. his eyes all popped out oops he got too confident there and you know Doom grabs him by the throat and I, my here's my note says uh well I wanted your imitation um brother Beavers um can I get a Jim Ross here after he grabs him by the throat uh let's see uh we're at the future where or no 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 where no where doom grabs uh phoenix by the throat can we get a, a jim ross oh know? i'll throw it down i mean just i'm at the improv here. oh yeah. my god he's got it by the neck <laughs> he broke him in half yeah no don't do With it god is don't my witness it. he broke phoenix in half <laughs> i love that broken don't ass. do it uh, yeah, it's don't, awesome. do it. <laughs> don't do it. All right. And John, so it's <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, All right. So, so I want to. Uh, uh, one of my favorite things. And my voice is all like my throat is destroyed right now. <clears throat> but there's a uh, there's a uh, what it what is it when when uh, when stuff gets Jim Ross? Is that just what it's called, Jim Ross? It's just, yeah, they, yeah. They're, yeah, there's a Jim Ross thing of when John McCain voted down, uh, voted yeah. against calling <laughs> yeah. Obamacare. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, don't do it, John. This is like perfect. It's one of my favorite things in the world. There's the Jim Ross, John McCain vote to to not shoot down Obamacare. Is like yeah, that's great. The oh, yeah. most hilarious yeah. thing I've ever seen. That's great. Yeah, the, typically when people do make them, they're very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Strange sees this and he's like, "Uh oh, something's going wrong." Oh here. yeah. He's got and his magic like, fingers going right away. He's like, he's not yeah, even waiting sure. to see Cyclops get his neck broke. He's like, "Oh, he's." Yeah, dead. exactly. He's, well, he's, you know what? He's. <laughs> my note says a strange saw uh, Doom hulking up wrestling too. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. The, he's got the finger wag. Yeah. He's shaking. He hasn't even started shaking his hands yet. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, he's hulking up, and uh, like he's like, hey, remember this? And he force pushes the force, uh, different brand, different brand, and he force pushes everybody away after Phoenix Cyclops gets his neck choked out. And you know, we get this bit of dialogue because Doom is like, yeah, what? Where did you send him? Uh, you know, scatter to the wind. Why? Because we both know what was going to happen. Like, you know, they weren't going to quit and you weren't going to quit and then this is just going to end in something. You know, that's basically it. He's like, well, it's like, bring them back and fill vessel. 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Strange is like, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with this. Those was my friends. You know, we did some good things together back in the past or whatever. And then he pulls the line from Civil War with Tony and, and uh, Captain America. So did we. You know, we yeah, were friends right. too. You know, like he's like, we did good things too. He's like, you know, look, man, you'd have waited your whole life to get to this point. And look, you still scared to read. Man, why are you acting like a bitch? Yeah. You know, he was like, oh, I'm a bitch, huh? Yeah. Uh, boom. <laughs> and he kills her. You didn't like that shit. <laughs> yeah, the onomatopoeia. The onomatopoeia is. Yeah. Is. Yeah, he's a well, I think to him. Where we left <laughs> off in the story was where they just, like, Doom was like, hey, y'all, uh, I know something's up. What's up? And they're like, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to like jump into this where like yeah he's like y'all could have brought me into it I could have saved this but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I mean he just wipes him out and then that's yeah. it you know and that's the end yeah. of the issue for like I mean it's just you know again like the set, the previous issue just kind of set this up but you kind of get you know a little you know a great bit of storytelling and some action there you know because you know this book and Hickman can get laborious uh, in terms of the, you know, the, the wording and then not a lot of whole, a whole lot going on, you know, and really, to be honest, if you haven't read, you know, through a lot of this, you know, issue five gets you to a little bit of that, too. You know, it's like action, no action, action, no action. <laughs> then when you get to the end, you know, it's really a freaking, you know, the end of a nitro in, you know, 96 or 97, you know, like where everything happens, like in the last five minutes of the show. Like everything just gets thrown to the wall at the end. It's just like whoa, 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 whoa! Like it was no pace. The pacing it gets really messed up near the end of this. But you know, right. beyond that, issue number four, Sandman. What'd you think? I mean, I liked it. It's we finally got some some action going on. Uh, I mean, as much action as you can. Like basically, you're fighting a god. Uh, and it was quick, but um, <laughs> it's, they're they're finally trying to um, advance the plot along, which it needed to happen. Because yeah, like you said, the last issue was a lot of exposition. A lot of talking mm-hmm. and um so we're starting to see some things now more about the world more about uh doom and uh god doom excuse me and mm. uh, put some respect and, on his name sir yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this, and this shit with um doom and um god doom again <laughs> mm. and um um sue and uh valeria I want to know what the fuck's going on with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. So, yeah. No pun intended. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that was a line in there that I skipped over that he tells him. He was like, you know, wait till he, wait till Reed finds out what you've done with his family. Like, he didn't even know that yet. Yeah, that's right. You know, like, he's like, wait till he finds that out. Like, he's really not going to stop. And that's why I sent them away. You know, Brother Beavis, what do you think of issue four? I think the issue is is fine. I think what you you just kind of leaned into is like the um, you know the the Reed and Doom sort of uh, uh, relationship, and you know as much as Doom I think would generally be regarded as a Marvel heavy hitter and a welcome addition to any storyline, Reed is. I, I think it's fair to say a lot more problematic, but in the you know, mm-hmm. in, but as far as a pairing, like it's so let's I, I'll, I'm gonna throw it way back, like so Tommy Rich, uh, yeah he had a title run, <laughs> he was garbage, but Tommy Rich and Buzz Sawyer was something special, and so yeah, right. that's that that's Reed and Doom, uh, yes. you know Doom Buzz Sawyer was always worth you know as 
as the, as the Buzz Sawyer in the relationship, Doom is always worth watching. But Tommy mm-hmm. Rich was garbage mm-hmm. for most of his career, uh, yeah. other than his yeah. one you know his one title shot and his and his feud with with uh, with Buzz Sawyer. So that's just. Those are all wrestling terms, by the way. I probably had to throw. Yeah, them <laughs> yeah. It's it's just interesting. It's like they. This is like to put everything on Reed's shoulders, and he's he's good at many things, but completely unlikable, and you know not good at many other things. It's just it's just an odd thing to to hinge upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I kind of get to the point where, like, you, we, I read these books, and I'm just like, I, I automatically start trying to visualize, you know, not necessarily who's going to play these people in the movies, but like, are these like characters adaptable in any way, shape, or form that's going to make sense, you know? And you know, John Krasinski keeps coming up as people like always going to play, Reed, you know, Reed Richards, Reed Richards, Reed Richards, you know? And I'm just like, you know, okay, I guess I could see that if push came to shove or whatever. But I just wonder if they can of eventually captured the dynamic that is between like you know the fantastic four and doom to like carry it through like a movie you know like and you see this here like played out in like 22 pages or whatever like 50 years of comic books like kind of coming into a head and like you know a couple of panels it's like you know what like these events from whether it was the first secret wars or whatever like these events really like are have meaningful it's meaningful it, it has an impact or whatever and I don't know if that's actually probably one of the reasons that they couldn't do it in the, those shitty movies that they made before. But I wonder how, if that's even possible to do moving forward with, you know, the Fantastic Four and or Doom or whatever. So I, that's kind of like how I see it. Now, I thought this issue was I thought this issue was a lot of fun and, you know, probably one of the better of the eight, nine issues that there are. Because, again, yeah. it starts to kind of peter out uh, like in the middle there and then. Like I said, it's just a freaking, you know, an NWO beat down at the end of it, man. Like, it's just so much going on at the end. You just can't even follow everything. But right. waiting for the lights to cut out and then fucking Sandman be in the middle of the ring. Not you, Sandman, the yeah. guy with yeah. the stick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name when he came to WCW, brother? He was a hacksaw. Uh, what did they call him? Did Sandman oh, even go to WWE? Yeah, he was there. He was in. He was on there for a yeah. while. They call him. Oh, damn. Man, what I the, was it hard, hardcore something or was it? I, I don't no, what, uh, hack something. He had a he had a crappy oh, name. Yeah, but, I, I mean, yeah, it was, it was something yeah. stupid. Yeah. But anyway, all right. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that. All right. So yeah, so that wraps up Secret Wars for us. Uh, at least issue number four. We'll be back at some point here with issue number five. Like I said, there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, we're, you know, people are working, but we have to figure out times or whatever. So yeah. So anyway, uh, you better remember, be able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Lots of listens in podcasts. I wonder why, because people are stuck in their houses. Um, so <laughs> continue to listen. You know, we'll uh, you know try to follow us. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, Brother B- or Sandman at on Facebook and Twitter at Sandman four one five. Brother Beavis is in Ethan. But yeah, you know, follow us. Uh, you know, I'm on there all day. That's for sure. Uh, especially now. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So also yeah. So next week will be. Um, Issue five of Secret Wars. We may need this since Diamond ain't going to be shipping. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how how far out they can do digital books. I really have. I'm curious as to how far out they'll be going with that. 
So, um, you know, yeah, we'll figure out if there's anything new. That secret, that Fantastic Four X-Men series is almost over. I think it's only four issues, and they are on issue number three. So we may revisit that at some point. Uh, maybe not, though, either. Cause mm. It hasn't been mm. great. So, yeah. But, yeah, so that's it. So as the X-Men, the animated series starts to play us out. And, by the way, if you don't know, we do do a podcast on X-Men, the animated series. Uh, we watch two issues at a time. It's a live watch. Uh, we really just watch the show and make fun of it. Um, in a good way, like in a memorable, like, hey, this is a fun memory type of way, not like the shit on it completely. So, but it is a lot of fun. So if you haven't, just, you know, go to At Brothers Comics, you'll be able to find uh, all the podcasts that we have there. Uh, so as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. All right, people, stay safe, and we will be back in the next episode. For sure, for sure, for sure. Brother Beavis, sign off me. Yep, hang in there, hang in there, everybody. Yeah, we'll be there. We're here for you, at least in terms of the podcast. All right, everybody, take it easy. We'll see you on the other side. Peace.